Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is episode 35 with Taylor White. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads Podcast. Where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxy. Wow, wow, wow. What can I say with this episode? So this episode was a lot about international real estate. And if anyone, if you nomads know anything about uh, traveling, you know, the appeal to own a home in, in many countries is often there. So I was, I, was, I was definitely blessed to have uh, Taylor here come and share some of his knowledge and expertise. He's also a very, very energetic guy like myself. So we were competing for our energy levels. Uh, but all in all, it was a great episode, and um, I would encourage you all to please listen to this and maybe start, you know, writing down a list of places you want to start owning homes in. So uh, see you on the flip side, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, nomads. Today I have with me the pleasure of speaking with a legend in the real estate business. His name is Taylor White. And he's been involved in real estate since the age of 22. He's bought and sold real estate in five countries. And he's been living overseas full-time since the age of 27. Taylor delivers honest and accurate overseas real estate information by doing it himself, having started with less than no money. Less than no money, people. And understanding hard work trumps secrets any day of the week. Welcome, Taylor. Tayo. I am so excited to be here, and you are your energy level is above mine. I'm going to raise my game, and I'm ready to rock and roll, my friend. All right, all right. Well, we're going to have this energetic show then. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, um, speak, speaking of your background there, I, I did a little uh, intro. Why don't you give us a little bit more of, a, of an insight into who you are? 
absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. Your show is amazing. Being topped ranked right now, so many reviews, that's amazing. But a little bit about myself, born and raised in sunny San Diego, California, two great parents, a hardworking entrepreneurial father who owned restaurants, mom who was a teacher, she's now retired, had a fantastic childhood doing the school, doing the sports, working at my father's restaurants. Um, went to high school, went to college, my first year of college, studying hard, having a good time. But I said, you know what? I don't think this is really for me. I want to be a little bit more entrepreneurial. I want to make some more money, Tayo. I'm <laughs> sure at some point you can you can relate to what I'm speaking about. Right. And so from there, I became a partner in a pizza place. It was brick and mortar, seven days a week, 15 hours a day. Tayo, it didn't suit me. I kind of felt like a little caged animal. So for me, that didn't work. Uh, shocker. I've sold used cars. I've cleaned pools for some pretty famous and wealthy people in the hills in San Diego, like around La Jolla and Rancho Santa Fe and Torrey Pines. But I didn't want to clean their pools. I wanted to have the house and some money. But maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was the idea or the freedom that I thought it um, bought. So what I did is I said, okay, they're involved in real estate. Who's involved in real estate that I can read from or go to conferences or mimic? Who can I learn from that's doing it? So personally for me, I got involved in real estate. Unfortunately, it was, it was right after September 11th. So it was a bad time for the country. But what happened was to spur the economy, the Fed lowered interest rates. That was a big boon for the mortgage markets at the time. Interest rates were low. There was creative financing. You could buy houses zero down. You could get credit cards. It was all these great teams. It was boom time. It was like free money. <laughs> so for me, I followed the path of creative real estate financing and buying real estate. And Tayo, when I say buy real estate, I'm talking one place, scraping some money together, buying it zero down. If I need a little cash, maybe do a, a, a credit card cash advance. Didn't know anything. I just figured it out. One place by one place by one place. So I started to buy and sell real estate in the local area of San Diego. Uh, a couple hours north, I bought and sold a few places. During that time, I started to travel a little bit. The world's full of amazing places. I wanted to go see it. I wanted to go to places like Thailand and Argentina and Peru and Panama and Costa Rica, all these amazing places. I was reading a lot of fantastic authors at that time. There was reading before there was internet, so this was sometime around the internet age. I don't think I was into it quite as much at that time. Right. But I was reading some great newsletters, some great books about authors who were talking about life overseas. So I wanted to combine real estate, combined life overseas. Um, fast forward a few years, in a live and invest overseas type of conference in San Diego is when I got my feet wet a little bit. Before I bring this up briefly, um, I do not recommend this whatsoever. It's simply what I did. I probably wouldn't do it again, but I met a fantastic husband and wife real estate team from Buenos Aires, Argentina. I have never met them before. At that time, I had never been to Argentina or Buenos Aires. Uh, they presented some fantastic deals, which I thought were. So I uh, made the leap, the jump, if you will, and bought a pre-construction condo in Buenos Aires. It worked out well for me, but that's how I got my feet going in the real estate and the living overseas uh, scenario. Wow. Wow. And you, you, you wouldn't recommend that because uh, you want them to know who they're dealing with before they actually go. 
Tayo, that's a fantastic question, and for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. I've never been to the country. Uh, it's pre-construction means that there's nothing there, so you're just seeing plans. Um, uh, first time I met a husband and wife team. I mean, obviously, the red flags are everywhere yeah. at the time, <laughs> right? I mean, at the time I did it, it worked out well for me, but that's a kind of a scenario which just kind of makes sense. If you've never been there, it's probably not a good idea to put your money there. Hey, well, it looks like your risk paid off. Uh, sometimes it's you know it's just important to just uh, just do it, like Nike says. So um, now you mentioned a few countries there. How many countries have you been to exactly? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm on my third passport. All of them have been with extra pages. I haven't been to – I've been to something around uh, between 30 and 40 countries. I haven't counted, but I've lived in countries. Um, I've had a home base in Panama City, in Las Trinas, Dominican Republic. I've spent quite a bit of time in Lima, Peru, so uh, and Fortaleza, Brazil. So <laughs> I've focused a little bit more on slow travel, and I've picked destinations in Latin America – based around real estate, which for me, that's how we make money. For other people, it might be some different things. But for me, it's been a little bit more slow travel, having some kind of home base. And I've been traveling a little bit more business related versus just for fun. Gotcha. So speaking of home base, where is home for you? Where is home? Current home for me is in the Dominican Republic in a little beach town called Las Terrenas. DR. All right. All right. The DR, my friend. All right. Okay. All right. Um, now, you touched on it there. Why real estate? I mean, I know there's real estate locally. I mean, well, I guess it's not locally. Real estate here in America. Right. But what about international real estate drew you to that? Uh, you know, said, I got to do this. I can have a sophisticated answer, which I'll get to, and I can have a more honest answer. For me, right after September 11th, the interest rates dropped, so I just happened to fall into it because uh, some contacts I had at the time kind of approached me and said, hey, you'd be great doing mortgage financing. I was reading books by like Robert Allen, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Donald Trump. There's a lot right. of fantastic authors that were talking about no money down real estate, talking about how you can build up some equity or build up some cash flow. So for me, it just so happened that I got involved in real estate. It could be a lot of different angles to go in. For me, it was real estate. So I got started in San Diego doing it small deal by small deal. I don't want to sound like I was wealthy. None of that ever happened. No money, no credit, all that uh, kind of scenario. And during it from 2001 to 2002 to 2003 to 2004, did a few more deals, built up a little bit more money. Um, I saw that overseas, of course, there's real estate too, Tayo. I know that we might think it, oh, there's only real estate or, or opportunity where I've grown up or live until you travel a little bit and see what else is out there. You just don't know until you know. So right. there was other markets. I attended conferences in other countries, et cetera, et cetera. But a little bit more sophisticated answer would also be being involved in the market during that time. You saw interest rates. You, well, you saw creative financing deals that were crazy. I don't want to get too technical, but you know, like um, um, there was no money down deals. You didn't have to show um, credit. You didn't have to show income. Basically, if you could breathe, if you had a social security number, if you could sign, you could get a loan. At some point, that was going to stop. The interest rates were too creative, so then they stopped doing those. Rates were going up. Um, prices in San Diego especially were getting so high that it was obvious it wasn't going to work anymore. If people can't get a loan and they can't afford the mortgage payments, it has to stop at some point. So for me, I finally made the decision in 
um, 2005. I remember exactly August 2005. I got home from another conference in the country of Panama and I said, this is it for me. Whatever I have here, I either need to stop or sell or get rid of and transition to going overseas. So for me, officially, uh, March 15th, 2007 was my official first day of forever overseas in Panama. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. So, you know, I love that story just because, you know, you said you fell into it, but it also shows that you actually put the work in. You know, you were studying all these gurus, you know, uh, you know, Trump is a legend, you know, uh, and, and um, some of the other guys. Now, from your education, staying in that same vein, let's say there's this, uh, you know, wonderful gentleman or lady who's thinking of, of really diving into these real estate um, uh, department. I know you have a whole site based on that. How would you advise him or her? Because I know you said you wouldn't necessarily tell him to do what you first did with the husband and wife couple. So what would you tell him or her to do and to research really and uh, before they really decide if it's for them? Fantastic question. And and for me to backtrack just a little bit, I only say that Buenos Aires deal for the simple fact of I had never been there. So it was a sight unseen. So that necessarily wouldn't make sense. But if someone wants to get involved, I say go after it. You can read fantastic books by a lot of great authors, some that I I haven't mentioned yet, but that's easy to find. You can do online conferences now. You don't necessarily have to spend uh, hundreds or thousands of dollars to fly someplace. You know, I've been to personal conferences um, in San Diego, of course, and places like Florida. But overseas for me, I've been to conferences in like Argentina and Uruguay, which is in between Argentina and and Brazil or Uruguay, uh, Panama, Nicaragua. So. You can do online uh, courses. You can read books. You can get newsletters. There's still fantastic newsletters of people doing exactly what you want to do, and you can learn from what works for them, what doesn't work for them. There's teleconferences, right? We're on a fantastic podcast right now that you can uh, seek out other podcasters that might be doing what you want to do. If it's real estate, there's other real estate podcasters. Figure out exactly what they're doing. Of course, you can spend a little bit more money and attend conferences. If you're thinking, hey, there might be a couple of markets that I might have an idea in, or maybe there might be one conference that might present a few countries, why don't I go to that and talk to people that are doing exactly what I want to do? Mm. Then you can network with those people. Unfortunately, I don't think there's an easy answer. For me, it's all about waking up early and it's about working hard and it's about having great connections and a great circle of influencers that are doing exactly what I'm doing or hopefully much, much better, which to be honest with you is, is, is very easy, hopefully doing much, much better so yeah. we can bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really surprised you didn't mention this, but the way is to listen to the Overseas Property Insider Podcast, top-rated podcast by Taylor White himself. Uh, he's going to drop all these nuggets of wisdom, and you have all you need in the international real estate. At least that's what I, I mean. That's what I think. So, Tayo, I really appreciate that. And <laughs> I want to say I know a little bit about a little bit. So what's great about my show, what I focused on is I don't pretend to be this guru who knows everything about everything. That's not me. I know that's not me. I know enough to know. I hardly know anything. I'm scratching the surface. But what I do is speak to the people that do know. So mm. I speak with great on-the-ground agents 
agents in places like Santiago, Chile, who are investing themselves, like Matt Ridgway, who's investing himself. He's buying and selling a few apartments. He has some vineyards. He's doing it himself. He can give his perspective and then also the perspective on how he can help others buy and sell, whether that's in Chile or Ecuador or Panama or Spain. I speak with people that are actually doing it. If it's in the vacation rental niche, I speak with either property managers who are helping other people rent their properties or small investors. One that comes to mind is Thibaut Mason, a phenomenal small investor, a couple of villas villas in Bali, a couple of villas in St. Bart's. And he tells you exactly how he bought them and what he's doing, and it's on the show. So it's really less about me on the Overseas Property Insider podcast and more about the amazing guests that come on that tell us exactly what they're doing. No, and that's how to do it, and that's what I try to do in my show as well. Like I'm bringing you, uh, and you're opening my eyes and uh, and everyone else's eyes there into the, these kind of things that you can actually do. Um, and I, you know, I really want to thank you for that, uh, Taylor. So let's see. Um, I had a few. I wanted to do a little more educational questions here, but I, I, I have, I'm just curious about this. Based on your experience, what is the hottest country right now to be involved in real estate? Tayo, I'm unsexy with this. There is a lot of great destinations that someone can go to. You know, if it's just about real estate, are there markets that are better than others? There are, but let me backtrack a little bit. If you're from the States and you want to buy and sell real estate, but you want to be within a few hours of the States because maybe you have family or cuts down on fly time or you might have businesses back here, then you might only focus within a couple of hours from the States. If you don't mind being 14 hours ahead, you might go to Southeast Asia. If you don't mind being eight or nine hours ahead, you don't mind going to Europe. Now, there's a few places in Latin America that I personally like that I have experience in, places like Panama City, Panama, Medellin, Colombia, Fortaleza, Brazil, Lima, Peru, because I specifically like um, metropolitan cities where it has an active market. Uh, with apartments that you can buy and sell apartments if you find great deals and or that you can rent out. But my caveat to this, it's like a high-flying stock, Tayo. It's like this high-flying stock syndrome where you have a stockbroker on and you just tell me, okay, there's a lot of questions I'm going to ask you. None of them I really care about. The only question I want to know is I have X amount of dollars. Tell me the one stock that's going to make me rich. And with stocks, it doesn't happen necessarily unless you have great processes in place to understand if something's a good value or not. Because if you buy it and it goes up, that's great. But if you don't sell it when you're supposed to sell it and it comes all the way back down or lower, then it was a bad investment for you. So my one caveat with this real estate thing, because you can't be at your computer and push buy and push sell like can a stock on E-Trade or all those platforms. My one caveat, Tayo, and I know this is a long lead in, is – It's knowledge. It's on the ground. It's connections. It's hard work. It's boots on the ground. So the best real estate market in the world, I don't care where you are. It's the one that you know best. If it's in San Diego and you know the ins and the outs of some local markets in San Diego and you know prices and you know prices that you can buy at and prices that you can sell out or that you have um, a pool of buyers or that you have renters, great. If it's um, a certain area in New York City, 
fantastic. If it's South Beach, great. It doesn't matter necessarily where it is. What really matters is that you understand the market, that you can find good values, and that you have a process in place to sell it and or rent it before you even buy it because you want to know what your exit strategy is. So finally, you need to know. Okay. Well, the best... Hottest market is the one you know best, uh, Nomads. That's that's sage advice from Mr. White here. So, um, and you know, I, I think it, I think it's much like it's like stock. You know, a lot of people have different strategies for for investing in stocks, but it's it's something that people are comfortable with that they can stick with. You know, some people do the long sell, short sell, but some are more comfortable with waiting and investing in you know more mature markets. And it's it's just really what level of risk you're willing to take and what level of knowledge you're willing to, uh, what you know, what level of knowledge that you have in the market that you're trying to invest in. So, I think it's Tyler, it's, it's fantastic points. And if you don't mind me cutting in, if I was to tell you right now, there's an area of Ecuador called Playas Ecuador's where there's brand new highways coming in, there's infrastructure, uh, there's a brand new airport, there's international investment. That is the place to buy. You might be thinking to yourself, I don't know anything about Playas Ecuador. That's true. So <laughs> how, what kind of contacts do I have? I've never been there. Where is it located? Um, am I buying to rent out? Am I buying to sell it? Can I get finance? Um, so then to you, how is that the best market? It wouldn't be. But if I, but if you understand a market in the insides and outs a little bit better, then you can look at it and say, okay, that market makes sense and, or that one doesn't. And going back to your thing with stocks and a strategy, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to a strategy, and if you have some things in play, then it doesn't matter if you land in Panama City. You use your strategy to find great deals and then to rent it, and then you could duplicate that in other areas. But unless you have some kind of like McDonald's system in play, right? They know what type of hamburger, how much they're going to sell it for, what type of of, uh, shake – Unless you have some kind of system that you can automate and duplicate and understand, I don't think it makes sense to city hop or country hop and try and chase the next big thing. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and I, I think it's – I think if people follow your advice, it's definitely something that, didn't get, that you know, they'll learn by doing um, because you know, real estate is really unpredictable. I remember that period when the, the housing market fell and, and it seems like uh, everyone was panicking but you, my friend – you did it. You thrived. So, you know. and here and here's another thing to throw it at you. If you didn't have um, on the ground, I don't want to say insider knowledge, but insider knowledge on a local area. Let's say it was San Diego. How would you know by 2005 and 2006 that it, that things are getting kind of frothy and that you should maybe sell if you can? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
can take your money out and maybe go to a different market. Unless that you understood that market, you would have never known. So you might have um, wrote it to the top and had uh, paper equity in your property, but then if you couldn't sell it, you lost everything. Unless you understand in the Panama City market how it works, it's easy to buy, but unless you know how to sell it or when you're supposed to sell it or who you're supposed to use to help you try and sell it or unless you know who to use to help you try and rent it out, you can never take advantage of good markets. So that's why it's so much more important to understand how it works. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go back here, backtrack a little bit to your business model because I'm seeing this a lot. I'm seeing a lot from other podcasters and people with using digital market to make uh, you know, a platform for themselves is you essentially have a lifestyle business here where you can travel and work um, anywhere in the world. How, you know, how is that going? How does work-life balance fit in? And how did you go about diving into that? You know, because the main people out there, they're, they don't want to do the desk job, but they have passions and they're not sure how to correlate that into something that they can monetize while also having the leisure to travel. Um and, you know, live the life that they want to like you are. So w what would you say to that person? Tayo, unbelievable question. It's about lifestyle independence. I get it being a digital nomad or working from any place that you have an internet connection. I definitely get it. One thing I want to say about real estate or things that I'm doing, of course, it depends how much money you have. The more money you have, the less it matters per deal. The less money you have, the more it matters per deal. So that comes into play. But being involved in real estate it's very illiquid. It means that it's not liquid. You can't buy and sell at the push of a button. So if for me, it's not that I can travel if and or when and where I want to at all times. So mm. if it's a, so if it's really about being lifestyle independent and working from from wherever you want, let's say you want to base it a few months out of the year in um, Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam, maybe a few months out of the year in Chiang Mai, Thailand, right. maybe a few months out of the year in Berlin, Germany, that kind of thing, and you want to travel as you want, I would probably not do real estate, and I would do something else. I might do something that was that dealt with email marketing, right. like um, Johnny McIntyre has a, a fantastic podcast that deals, the autoresponder guy, that deals with um, email marketing, doing it himself in his own business and courses, and also doing it for other people. If you had digital products that you could sell from anywhere, that would be fantastic. If you had a membership group or a site, that would be great. Part of what I have also is a selfless real estate site where owners, agents, and developers can list their real estate. So essentially, I could have that anywhere, but if I have something brick and mortar like real estate, unfortunately, that's not very liquid, and mm -hmm. if I'm doing a strategy like buying and selling or if I'm doing a strategy like I need to find renters or work with property managers to find renters, you know, sometimes because of cost and it just makes more sense to be in the area, say, Los Terrenos or Panama City right. versus 14 hours ahead in Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah, I got you. No, no, I, I, I think it makes sense. Um, but the um, yeah, reason I was asking is because I, I, as I'm starting to interview more, I'm, I'm seeing and I'm noticing this trend of people doing lifestyle things. And, and it's exactly what you said. It really depends on what you're passionate about and how digital it is and, you know, the product and the service that you're offering. So uh, great words there, Taylor. Uh, one word, actually not word, a mission, my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. And this is something I try to live by every day. I, I you know, I still remember the day that I crafted that. And I'm just curious, Taylor, 
what is one way that you use your difference to make a difference? Wow, that is an amazing question. And this is funny, before, and I apologize, Ty, one minute why, or one reason why I was a few minutes late, is I was penning a post that will go live after this, and the title is Experts Are Frauds and I Hate Selfies. And <laughs> it's this idea, right? It's this idea. We're in this uh, selfie generation yeah. where... And the article, the basis is the things I'm talking about. Everybody's taking a selfie. I'm so hot. Look at me now. I just ordered a drink. Here's the picture of my drink. Don't you want this? Um, look at me now. I'm taking a sip from the drink, right? All these action shots. It's like me, me, me. Look how hot. Look how rich. Look how fabulous I am. Lifestyle of the rich kids, right? Yeah. And I see this in the overseas real estate niche. I see these international promotion companies that have their own gurus who we, they, they write it like they're half Thomas Crown and half Jason Bourne and they travel 125% of their time, 400 days out of the year. They're traveling the world, looking at all these amazing real estate deals. They have these billion dollar contacts and only if you pay them monthly fees, you'll get amazing deals sent to you via email or the vacation rental industry, they have so many experts, Tayo, they're making up new words for how smart they are. <laughs> and they talk about all these surface level things like great things, but surface level things like, oh, you need a, a certain key so it doesn't jiggle in the key lock or you need these type of, of sheets so you get a good night's sleep or you, know, you should use a pink doily instead of a black doily because then it makes your room brighter. Are all those things important? They are, but it's very, very surface level. It's like we want to have a rock-hard, sexy body. So instead of working out and eating right, we shave our body hair and get sunless tanning lotion. Right? <laughs> That's what you do after you have a, a good body and you've been eating right. Then you might shave your body hair and do sunless tanning lotion. So the change that I'm trying to do right now is not saying don't trust them, trust me, because that's not what I'm saying whatsoever. There's a lot of amazing, honest, hardworking people in any industry that you go to. It's instead of telling me how other people are doing it, tell me how you're doing it. Yeah. Don't speak in theory. Tell me what you're doing. I don't care what your friends are doing or that you have a circle and here's how he does it. Exactly. Tell me how you do it. Now, for real estate, this is extremely, extremely important. Now, with all due respect to people that write emails, it, it, to write persuasive emails or to get emails that people open or click on, that's hard, but we can learn that. To do sales copy, we can learn that. To do SEO, we can learn that. And if someone makes a bad mistake in SEO, it doesn't cost them years of their lives or thousands and thousands of dollars probably. But if you invest in real estate based off of someone that you perceive is an expert in what they're talking about, and they're not, and they're not an expert, and you put your money in a deal and come to find out it was a bad deal, um, they have never bought and sold in that country, so they couldn't help you out, your money's tied up, you could get yourself in trouble. So I'm saying let's do less of the self-promotion, less of the, hey, call me an expert, call me a guru, call me a thought leader, and more of the here's what I'm doing. It may or may not work for you, but here's what I'm doing, and here's a good circle of people that you can maybe bounce ideas off of. You know, I love that so much. I was, I was actually having this discussion with my friend earlier, and I was saying, it's funny how we live in a world of reality TV stars. You know, you have all these people that, that glamorize this lifestyle. They're saying, oh, hey, I can be on this TV show and not have to actually do hard work. And then everyone sees them, and they're like, well, I want to be like that. You know, I want to be like this person. I want to be like that. And everyone 
forgets the necessary steps that you need to get there. Uh, you were talking about selfies and, and people like that. I know, um, you know, people have written books about selfies and it's, it's sold out and it's essentially just, I, th- I think it was Kim Kardashian actually. She actually wrote a book uh, called Selfie and it's just a, a picture of um, selfies and I think it sold really well. But people have so fallen in love with this idea of, of not putting in time and thinking that it's magic if you land on some TV show. And um Tayo, that it's it's huge what you're talking about. <laughs> and not only do people take selfies, and I know this will be a little bit mean. I'm not trying to be mean, I'm trying to be honest. And a lot of times people that take selfies are the people that probably shouldn't be taking selfies, and they know that, so then they have to Photoshop it first before they post it on Instagram or Facebook. So you don't mind it so much if Kim Kardashian's doing it, meaning that she's beautiful and we can recognize she's beautiful. We don't mind so much if someone knows what they're talking about, and it's obvious. It resonates with what they're saying. If they call themselves an industry leader or a thought leader or, or, or expert insider, if they want to use that word, it's obvious. It's when the person's not attractive and they're constantly doing selfies to go to Photoshop, to go to Instagram, or the person that calls himself an expert who's never bought and sold real estate, but he's telling you how to do it. Experts are frauds, and I hate selfies, and that's the basis of what's really irking me right now, but of something, right? If I make a change with myself, slowly you change how other people are doing it. So for me, that's how I'm changing it. All right, you know what? I'm linking that in the show notes. Whenever this comes out, <laughs> I'm linking that in the show notes. Everybody knows how to decide <laughs> – uh, weed out the experts from the frauds and uh, make sure that you know you follow your, the right path. Okay, it's great. All right. Tayo, Tayo, I, I think it's Dan Kennedy, the uh, famous um, well for conferences and sales copy and right, writing. Right. right, it's something uh, he says something like. If you don't piss off at least one person a day, then you're not doing your job. Just like if you don't make enough sales calls, you're going to get hung up. People are going to yell at you, but it means that you're making a difference, right? So yeah. if I can't have a, a catchy title and a, a, a topic or a conversation, some personal experiences and relating it to something and piss off at least a few people, right, Tayo? Then I'm not doing my job. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I think it's completely true. I mean, the other day, I was posting some stuff in this in this niche groups for uh, uh, third culture kids and global nomads, and I, I think there was one comment that said, "This is turning into the Tyroxin group," and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and it, it was basically because I was the only one posting comment there, and then I was like, uh, "You know, it's a group. I think I should post content, but if it's that offensive, maybe." And that's okay, maybe you should right? contribute. Yeah, maybe you should contribute, but it's you know, it's one of those things. I think. A lot of people that end up getting pissed off, they know that you're actually hitting the button, and um, part of it is true. So, I, you know, I think being honest is usually the, go, the way to go, in my opinion, anyway. Absolutely. And the great way about being honest is you don't have to make up stories. You're telling your own story. You're telling what's happening in your life, your your faults, your failures, all those kinds of things, things that people can relate to yeah. and gravitate towards. And you're not sugarcoating anything because no one has a sugarcoated life. How life is on Instagram or Facebook for the rich and yeah. famous, that's not even their life. They're making yeah. up that. and they're You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all about being real and telling honest stories. Hashtag no filter. I think that's what the, <laughs> uh, the people say. So, um, all right, all right. Okay, so you're, you've mentioned your site briefly and your podcast briefly. I want to give you free reign. Tell the world about Taylor White's site and the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
My main website is internationalrealestatelistings.com. It's a, it's a website where owners, agents, and developers can list their real estate for sale. My podcast, the Overseas Property Insider podcast, I focus on house hunters international and live here by this alone from all over the world. There's been something around 40, I believe, uh, from all over the world. I speak with leaders of industry in things like the vacation rental industry of people actually doing it, not speaking in theory. I've broadened out a little bit because we see when you talk about the strategies to buy and sell overseas real estate, vacation rentals comes into play. Um, so does things like home exchanges. So, so I speak with a lot of great people on how they might have a house, let's say, in California, but they might want to travel a little bit and they exchange uh, their house with someone else's house, let's say, in Panama. Of course, if you're dealing with overseas real estate, vacation rentals, um, house sitting, um, home exchanging, then you might get involved with travel hacking, right? And it doesn't have to be, here's 50 credit cards that you have to sign up for, right. but it could be simple strategies of how can I get you know simple credit cards that I might use, one Visa, one MasterCard, um, with some airline miles for some free points to deal with some strategies of, of signing up with a few airlines and always flying with them um, where I can maybe get some free miles or some free upgrades? Or how can I travel smarter? How can I travel better um, so I don't spend all my money traveling so I don't have any to be in a country to check it out? So for me, the real estate site, the, the Overseas Prop Insider podcast, it all kind of circles around the theme of, of buying and selling and renting overseas real estate. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. Um, before I let you go, I want to you know, let people know some of the fun things about you. So if uh, I would ask you, out of all the countries that you've been to, which one had the best food, what would you say? The best food, well, in Latin America, I would have to say Mexican is number one. There's one country that no one talks about in Latin America. They only talk about it because of Machu Picchu uh, is Peru. Peruvian food, in my estimation, is number two. Of course, in the world, though, I'm a huge fan. This is not original. I know everybody says this. I'm a huge fan of Thailand and Thai food is pretty phenomenal. So between Thai and Mexican, Peruvian, I don't know, my friend, Mexican is really, really tough to beat. You know, I, I, I've been asking this question now consistently. I hear Thailand and Japan a lot. You're the second person to say Peru. I was talking to someone that actually lives in Peru right now and he was just amazed. He was telling me that I had to get over there. And then, <laughs> yeah. And just taste the food. Yeah. He was, I, tell, yeah, he was telling me it was deep fried. It was really bad, but he can't help it because he, he, yeah, there was a street vendor he was talking about. Yeah, but um, Peruvian food as well, uh, like quite a bit of food in Latin America, it's uh, kind of bland. It's not very spicy. Mexican food, there's a lot of spices. It, it tastes good. It's energy like us, right, Tayo? It's energy. Uh, it's a little hot and spicy. But so is Peruvian food. There's a lot of um, ceviche. Um, there's a lot of seafood. Of course, pisco sour is, is, is their drink of choice. Um Machu Picchu is great, but of course, that's just one part of Peru, but there's a lot to like in Peru, and I don't know where your friend is, but in Lima, Peru, there's an area called Miraflores, which is absolutely breathtaking on the cliffs in Lima, Peru, in an area called Lima Flores, and these cliffs are phenomenal. Below you, you have the ocean, the sun sets right above you, you have those hang gliders going out. Peru is an awesome, awesome spot, and doesn't get enough cred except for Machu Picchu. Ah, no. Well, now the world knows and everybody knows. I, I think uh, people are coming right now. To, they're signing their tickets and they're flocking to buy real estate in Peru. So <laughs> make sure you're, you're the agent. So, <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, it's great. And then um, this is the last question here before I, uh, you know, I let you go. 
where, which country did you go to that changed your opinion about them? So maybe you went there, you had a certain stereotype, and then you got there and you're like, hmm, I was wrong. Wow, that's such an awesome uh, question. I think that my first, the thing that really opened my eyes, I think, was San Diego is a phenomenal city in California, Southern California. Amazing weather, amazing people. Downtown San Diego is fantastic. A lot of attractive um, people. There's a lot of great things happening, especially right now in the podcasting community. John Lee Dumas, um, uh, Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield. There's a lot of entrepreneurial spirit in San Diego, much like in Austin or Nashville. But for me, back in 2002, I think it was, or something like that, my first international trip was to Thailand. It was to Bangkok. That was That's my first love. I've been there, I think, four times back to Thailand since then. Um, but for me, it was that first experience. It was opening my eyes, seeing the world is a big place. Um, there's so many amazing things out there. So the one experience for me that really opened my eyes was my first one, and that was going to Thailand. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, hey, I've been to Thailand too, and I, I you know, I couldn't agree more. It's amazing. View views there from the skyscrapers are also amazing. My one regret, I didn't actually eat Thai food there. So what? Uh, How is that possible? I know, I know, I know. I, well, it's another story. I um, I went there on route there to go to Vietnam. Um, because yeah. my dad's a diplomat, but I, you know, I went there and we were staying with a Nigerian family. And, you know, I'm Nigerian and I just ate Nigerian food. <laughs> but I know, how, I know. How, I, how do you have Nigerian food in Thailand? Well, that goes to show, though, because it's such a metropolis. Bangkok's one of the world's largest cities that yeah. you can get anything that you want there. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. But that is a very, very uh, big mistake on my part. But I'm, I'm going back. That's that's what I, I'm going to tell the guys in the embassy. I said that before. Uh, I don't need a visa. I just need to go get my uh, my food, and then you know they'll probably let me in. So we'll see. That's probably not gonna happen, but <laughs> I'll, and, I'll do it the right way. But I'm going back for sure to taste the food. And Thailand, of course, is phenomenal. But some people, I could definitely see why some people are like, "Oh no way! It's hot. It's humid in Bangkok. It's crazy. The tuk tuks, the smog, right?" No, so I'm... I could see why people would like it. And I can see why people wouldn't like it. But for me, Thailand, just that experience, it's so in your face, Thailand, right? Like it's so yeah. the food, the weather, the people. It's like, boom, it's all right there. Yeah, no, I mean, I come from a hot and humid country. I love spicy food. Um, I often have spicy eating competitions with my friends. So, you know, the hotter, the better for me in all sorts of ways. So, um, I, you know, thank you, Taylor. This has been great. So if... Ta- no, oh no! I, I know you're about to say, um, you know, you're about to thank me there, but I wanted to give. You- <laughs> wait, 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 Tayo, you are you went very easy on me. On top of that, you sound very surprised that we had a great conversation. You're, you're kind of hurting my feelings here at the end. No, 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 no! I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm still taking in the awesomeness of talking to you. So, and and, and as, speaking of the awesomeness, I was gonna I was gonna ask you where we can find out more about you because I didn't want to just steal all the awesome you know things that you're doing here so but you know i'm I'm gonna leave this next couple minutes to you tell us where we can find that find you what are the awesome things you're doing and um yeah i you know i was trying to take it easy on you but you just answered everything like a pro i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well tayo my main website is internationalrealestatelistings.com of course from there they can find the overseas property insider podcast and i welcome emails Taylor at international real estate listings.com. Okay. All right. 
I'll have all these in the show notes. And thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Uh, I've loved the energy. It's been great talking to you. And I definitely learned a lot about real estate because, uh, you know, I went zero to 100 real quick. Some of the kids will know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, my knowledge base just zoomed up there. And uh, thank you very much for that. Tayo, I loved being on. I would love to come back anytime. And thank you so much. Hey, anytime. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.